This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we would agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Todd and Friends Podcast, brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Greg Snow sitting in for Todd Brigeth here on a beautiful Wednesday morning and a very muggy, hot day, as many of you know. Got our regular Wednesday guest, Sean Bolson, on the line. Sean, how you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Driving down, uh, heading to the uh, Bremer Bank in St. Louis Park this morning. So, you on got, the way down. You got some business, huh? Yeah. I, 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 uh, I base out of here, oh, a day or two a week, I, I come down. So, yeah, I just nice to see a little different... Uh, a little different scenery. I'm in Wilmer all the time, so getting out a little bit here and there is a good thing. Traveling a little bit and then seeing a different uh, branch. Well, I just want to let you know, both that I think I might have arrived here at the radio station. And here's what I mean. This morning I walk in, and I'm struggling, you know, because I was texting you all morning of what's happening, and I, I'm looking for a cup of coffee. And Marcia goes, oh, I'll whip you up a batch. I'll bring it right into you. I mean, wow. can you believe that? And she just Big brought time. it. She just handed it to me. I got a cup of coffee right here. I'm ready to rock and roll and talk about your golf the last couple days. Uh, so I got wind about a week ago that you got a chance to play Oak Ridge, which is a, as many people don't understand, this is an ultra private golf club in the cities and not very many people. I think I told you this uh, uh, on the phone. I said, hey, not many people get a chance to play there, so don't pass that one up. Tell us a little bit about your Oak Ridge experience. Uh, it, well, first of all, I violated all the rules because I wasn't aware when you walked into the No clubhouse. cell phone. No, you're supposed to take your hat off. Oh, Bolson. And I'm like, what? Why would I take my hat off? I'm at a I'm at a golf course. Who doesn't wear a hat golfing? So, yeah, right off the bat, you could tell it was pretty. Uh, that they really enjoy being super elite. Uh, the course was super fun. Uh, the atmosphere for me, if I finish golfing and I want to go in and have a cocktail with the boys. Um, it's a little different atmosphere uh, at Oak Ridge than, should we say, Eagle Creek or Little Crow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yes, the course, magnificent. Uh, you know, obviously the, the dollars they have are kind of endless. I look at Akerson doing everything you can on a limited budget to keep Eagle Creek looking gorgeous. And then you go to this place and you see it and you're like, okay, they have a little different budget. They might have 10 mowers like out there on a whole at the same time i mean it was it's pretty incredible uh very nice landscapes and just it, it you wouldn't know driving uh right next to it that there was even a beautiful course there and all of a sudden you kind of go inside the gate and get there and it, it it was gorgeous so i've never had a chance to play oak ridge it was the site of our state open this year but i had told you i said people just had rave reviews about the place uh, i know you had to play in a scramble bowls so by what hole did you say i wish i was playing my own ball uh, when I teed it up, it's, it's such a fun course. We started on number 10, and I'm like, I, no, I got to use a bunch of my shots. Some, uh, two of the guys I was with, uh, I would say, weren't golfers. And so I, I did get, to, myself and the one other guy, uh, we did get to uh, use our balls most of the time. But Yep, you told yeah, me about you that. I really would like to test your skills on a course like that because it's so beautiful. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, I always think in a scramble, even if you're using a lot of your shots, it's hard to really gauge because you're taking some angles that maybe you wouldn't normally take. Or you'd be like, you told us about a par four where you kind of took it up over some trees. And I think, well, maybe you would have just hit four iron if you were playing your own ball. You know, does that come into your mind? Uh, no, 
<laughs> no, I, uh, I would have ripped track. it over the trees. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, you do play things a little bit different, but it's a really good test of golf. And it's just like, it, it's incredible when you drive like, you know, on what highway seven or whatever it is. And you're in the middle of Hopkins and all of a sudden they have all these acres of just lush, perfect green rolling Hills. You would never guess that it sits where it sits. And the, the clubhouse is unreal and they have the, the big pool and the water slide and the sport court. And, I mean, they, they did a beautiful job. So what happened with the hat incident? Did somebody, did a staff member have to talk to you? Did somebody else? How did you get to that no, embarrassing moment? I just kind of looked at me and I'm like, okay. You know, I mean, I'm not accustomed to taking my hat off when I walk in. in I mean, probably the only time I wear a hat primarily is when I'm golfing. Right. So, yeah, but it was all right. You know, you, you learn a little nuances, but I do kind of prefer uh, going to Eagle Creek with the fellas and, and Little Crow and the courses around home and being able to leave my hat on when I walk in the clubhouse. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second here, but I want to take you back a little bit. The BMW Championship this weekend was down at Olympia Fields in Chicago, Illinois, and about five years ago, uh, Chris Randleman, who was the president of the uh, of OGC at the time, him and I went down and had a little conference down there, a two-day conference, and part of it was we are going to get to play. So day two, we're sitting around the boardroom, and the head pro comes in, and he says, all right, I want to talk you guys through how this is going to go out there. And, of course, we're rednecks from Olivia Golf Club. We know how it's going to go. We're going to hop in our carts, we're going to grab some beverages, and we're going to go have a great time, right? That's how it's going to go. He says, hey, number one rule, when you grab your clubs from your trunk of your car, you need to get them to the bag rack and then grab your shoes and come into the clubhouse to change your shoes. I mean, we looked at each other, Bolson, like, what is he talking about? I want to throw right. my shoes in the trunk and then I want to just take them. But you're not allowed to change your shoes in the parking lot, even as a guest. So I hear you on this hat thing. I didn't even, I didn't even know how to react, right? Because the whole time you're like, okay, am I doing something wrong? What am I doing here? And, and I, I find these intriguing when people go to courses that they're not comfortable with. Was there any other rules that you may, may or may not have violated at Oak Ridge? No, I did ask, though, on, like, the fourth hole if there was a beer cart or a beverage cart. <laughs> and the, the marshal looked at me like I was, you know, asking, like, they don't have a beverage cart out there. They have a station, uh, centrally located station. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, super fun. What a great experience. I mean, the course is off the charts, but, um, uh, yeah, just a little bit different, uh, circumstances than what I'm used to. And, you know, I play a ton of courses. Right. And, and, uh, this one was a little bit different level on the, uh, you know, rules. <laughs> All right. So let's jump ahead. It's club championship week here at uh, Eagle Creek. And as you know, this is, as you've been familiar with, I'm new to this. Um, I've never done qualifying before. So everybody has to declare what, when their qualifying round is. So you had a fun group yesterday and yeah. qualifying round. First time ever, we, we, we put everybody on the white tees for qualifying because we wanted to get more people involved and wanted them to say, this is where a lot of, most of our players play. But Bulls, I'm, is it safe to say that you play the white tees about two times a year? Uh, if I play with Norm Stralo's group, sometimes I'll play the whites with them. But yeah, my group, we don't really ever play the white tees. It's not a, not a thing. So you go out there and you have a seven birdie seventy two. Talk yeah. about that a little bit. How does what 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 kind of I, my first my mind goes to well what kind of screw ups did you have? But then you can t- flip it on the other side and say wow even if you did look at all these bounce back birdies you had. Talk us through yeah, the round I, a little bit. 
Uh, you know, I, 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 I birdied one and bogeyed two, so I get through hole four and I'm even, and then I tripled five. I hit one in the water. I was frustrated because in qualifying, for those listeners that don't know, only 16 people make the club championship, and everybody tries to make it, so you got to shoot a decent score. And so I'm three over after five, and I'm a little worried, and then I, uh, I birdie, I par six, and then I birdie seven, eight, and nine. Oh, uh, to get myself back to even, so I'm feeling good, and I miss a birdie on ten, and Parl, and then I birdie twelve, thirteen, fourteen, so now I'm three under, and I'm feeling really good, and then a couple little slips, and I I bogey uh, uh, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and par eighteen, so yeah, a, a triple, four bogeys, and seven birdies for an even par seventy two, oh kind of a crazy round. Volatile is the best word, but how about those two turkeys, huh? Three yeah. in a row. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. We I had it going, and, and the guys I was playing with, you know, Andy was super good. Andy shot sixty nine. Brady Matson just played with us. You know, he's obviously Brady. He shot sixty six, and then you know, Andy and or uh, Aiden and Benji were a little little higher than us, but uh, everybody played okay, and and it was fun. So that he played early in the morning with Means, and he shot sixty six then as well. So he was twelve under yesterday. Yeah. He, uh, pretty good player. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. All right, let's move on to the national scene. There's a couple topics I want to hit with you, uh, one being the Ryder Cup, the other being um, some of these things going on with Phil Mickelson. I've been watching an interview with Billy Walters, the guy who went to prison, a uh, sports gambler. They were they were friends. Uh, let's start with that, uh, Bolson. I want to get your take on this. Uh, you probably heard the rumor that Phil tried to bet on his own team. I've asked some other guests on this show last week, Of, do you have a problem with that? With Phil saying, "I think the U.S. is going to win the Ryder Cup. I want to bet four hundred thousand. Do you personally have a problem with that? Well, it broke the rules, but the bottom line: if he was betting to lose, it would be rigged. But he was betting because he was confident. So it's a lot of money. A person probably shouldn't be betting that much money on anything, regardless of how much you have. But you know what? Uh, it's against the rules, so yes, it's wrong. I, I, I was telling some people about this, too. I can see it because of the Pete Rose stuff, you know, and that's what Billy Walters even said. He goes, uh, you, you, he, he said to Phil, he goes, you saw what happened to Pete Rose. You can't do this. And he never did place the bet, according to Billy. Um, but, again, I always sit back and I go, man, kind of golf is you should bet on yourself, right? And so I, we do it all the time with these Calcuttas and with these different things that, I mean, it is not nearly to that scale. And, and sometimes when you play in your individual games, you're talking five, ten bucks. But again, it's, it's a lot of times if we're betting on ourselves. So I personally didn't have a big, big problem with it, but I can see why they didn't want to do that. Yeah, I agree. It's against the rules. Bottom line, they're put in place whether we love them or hate them. I mean, you're a professional athlete. You can't bet on yourself, so you shouldn't. Yeah, well, you draw a hard line, Bulls, and I, I can respect that. That's all good. Let's move on to Ryder Cup standings. Top six are locked. Here's the locks, okay? Scotty Scheffler, 27,000 points. Wyndham Clark, number two. Brian Harmon, all the way up to number three. Patrick Cantlay, ugh, number four. Max Homa, five. And Xander Shoffley, number six. So those guys are all locked in. Zach Johnson can't touch them. Then it gets a little bit dicey, and you said something to me that I'm kind of interested in. You think that maybe the right play is just go 7 through 12 and call it a day? You think you still stand by that? Uh, I'm not sure that you have to stand exactly by that, but I think, you know, the problem we have right now is the golfers on the live tour aren't getting points. Brooks, uh, Max Homa just, or Xander Shoffley actually just passed Brooks Kepka. He had 29 qualifying events. 
Brooks Kepka has got about the same points as him, and he's played in 10, in 10 events. So there's no way you can say Brooks doesn't belong. Um, and I know he's, what, number seven now? He's seven, um, yeah. I just worry about Zach Johnson making this a popularity contest and taking the old 16 seed Justin Thomas because he's the, the face of American golf in the PGA's eyes. And it, it, I don't want it to be a popularity contest. I want to see the best golfers out there. Yeah, and Justin Thomas is not in form. I think he's even said it. But he's also really good in the team room and really good as Justin or as Jordan Spieth's partner. There's no way he's not picking Jordan. Jordan's at 8. Cameron Young's at 9. Colin at 10. But then I think it gets a little interesting, Bulls. Give, give me your take on 11 and 12. Keegan Bradley and Sam Burns. Could you see the, one of those two or both being left off for, say, a Ricky Fowler and a Justin Thomas? Or does that kind of play into the popularity contest? I, I, I can see them being left off. I really think that he's going to pick JT. I think Justin Thomas is going to make it. The other guy in here that pro- – I mean, Ricky also deserves to make it. But the other guy that you got to think about, you got DeChambeau coming off of, what, 58? Yeah. I mean – he's playing at a high level. Is So is it who the PGA wants to see, or is it the people that are playing the best right now? So where if, would... if it's the people playing best right now, I probably, for my two picks, I would I would pick over those guys. I could pick Ricky Fowler, and I would, I'm not a DeChambeau fan, but... No, you're not. Playing, I, 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 I would give him serious consideration. Boy, that's funny you said that because I remember our talks between the Brooks and the Bryson, and we beat Todd down about that, that you and I are kind of Brooks fans more so than Bryson. But I'm with you on this, by the way. I think that Bryson kind of deserves a shot. Where do you put Dustin Johnson in this list? Well, Dustin Johnson's always high on my list, but that's because of the popularity contest. I don't think Dustin's game is, uh, uh, you know, is in a spot where you're going to take him over somebody. But I would love to see Dustin Brooks and uh, Bryson, you know, be be three picks. I'd love that, but I don't think it's going to happen. All right, here's another interesting one that I want to get your take on. Uh, Lucas Glover finished 16th on the point list. Obviously, pretty hot the last few weeks, and actually played okay down at the PMW or the BMW. Uh, didn't make as many putts as he has been, but. Uh, he was right in there. I think he was, boy, 15th last I looked, but I, I'd have to go back and check, double-check that. What do you think about a guy like that who got really hot here at the end of the year? Again, what are we doing? Are we doing it with the people playing the best right now? If so, he's in. And and But I always think, okay, he's in, so who's out? So we're. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think Keegan's got to be out, even though he did win a major uh, this year. I. I think he's out. Sam Burns, I I just not sure that he's up to up to snuff up to form like he was last year, and a lot of his points are from last year. So I'm I'm okay with taking those two out, but I'm just not exactly sure who I'm putting in because I'm with you. Bryson I think is one of them, and I'm Ricky. Ricky's got to be there. Well, Ricky's thirteen, so you can easily make that argument, right? But boy. <laughs> If if Ricky gets in over Sam Burns, you know this. It's going to be so interesting this year, Bulls. Don't you think that every press conference is just going to be just a clown show because because of all the live guys that are not on this list, and then all these guys who are on these lists that might get passed up. I agree with you. I think Justin Thomas might get picked, and I don't think it's because the PGA of America told Zach. I think it could be because Jordan Spieth and some of those guys told Zach. Right. 
Yeah, and you know, Spees, Fowler, JT, they're all good buddies. Yes. Um, and I don't dislike Justin Thomas. I'm not trying to write. Justin Thomas has been a great representation of American golf for a long time, but he's not playing at a level right now where he, I mean, he needed to go into the last tournament and and really do well to make the uh, FedEx Cup, and he wasn't able to do that. Um, there are 70 guys that, you know, did. And so I, I just, I don't look at him as a viable option right now. I wouldn't pick him, but, you know, do him and Spieth have magic together? For sure they do. They're, you know, great buddies. And But, yeah, I, I'm not going that route if I'm if I'm Zach Johnson today. Yeah, they do. Uh, there's some obviously some wild cards in here. Uh, Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon kind of upset the apple cart, if you, if you ask me. They just weren't expected to be there, and all of a sudden both of them win majors, and uh, things kind of turn around in there. And um, they jump all the way up to number two and number three, which really doesn't matter if they're in the top six. But... Point being is, I don't think Zach Johnson figured on that. And so now, yeah, the popularity thing does come into play. So I'm intrigued. I can't wait to watch all the press conferences. I watched a little bit of the Fincham press conference yesterday. Did you see that at all? I did not. Okay, yeah, good. You didn't miss anything. It's uh, it's still mind-boggling to me that that guy has a job. Um, but but he does. All right, real quick, Bulls, I don't get a chance to talk to you very much about the Vikings on the air, but I, I want to kind of get your get your take on how you see the season. Uh, we're two games into the two of the three of the preseason are done. Uh, the season's right around the corner. Are you feeling good about your Vikings squad, and do you think they can kind of duplicate what they did last year with a 13-win season? I don't, uh, and that was kind of um, even uh, made more clear to me. I was I was talking to a well, having an unnamed person that was extremely close with Ziggy Wolf uh, was in my golf foursome at uh, Oak Ridge. And we talk Vikings a lot, and there are some concerns. Mine was the defensive backfield. Um, you know, the defensive line. You know, we're going to have to score a bunch of points. I think they're going to double uh, uh, J.J. all year long. Oh, yeah. In team wood. So we're going to have to get, uh, you know, contributions from somewhere else. And we're going to have to have our defense be better. Uh, I'm not positive we can. I could see ten wins, but I don't. I'm not as optimistic as I was last year. So Vegas has us at eight and a half. You're taking the over. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think I would take you know nine for sure. But um, you know, the other teams in our division have improved. You know, Chicago, Detroit, they're not doormats anymore. Love actually, you know, looks decent. Uh, for uh, Green Bay, um, you know, we didn't show a lot. I, I did read that in all of the, the first two preseason games, we had a wide receiver go in motion uh, pre-snap one time. Oh. So we're obviously <laughs> right. just running a very base, you know, everything. We're not we're not trying to show anything. Yep. You know, I think we're getting more work on the uh, the the team practices. You know, the 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 two that we had with Tennessee. That's where our guys played, and then they didn't really play at all in the game. So, you know, I don't take much from the preseason. I, I, uh, our offense is going to have to score some points because I do feel our defense is going to give up some points. Yeah, I'm super unimpressed with our linebackers, and then this Lewis scene. I, I'm not sure what's happening, Bulls. Um, I don't even know if he's going to make the team right uh, now. So. Dude, the angles he took on some stuff. I was like, what is going on? How have you right. not done any film study or watched anything, or maybe he just doesn't have the mental capacity to handle it? And I'd like to say, well, he's a rookie, right, because he missed all of last year, but he's in the team room every time. I don't know what right. you – I mean, I'm super disappointed in him after two games because he played a lot in that last game, Bulls. He did, and I think that's because they want to see him because 
Yeah, I just I don't think we know what we have with him. We thought we had more, and he's a higher. You know, he's a draft pick, so they're going to want to give him, you know, all the looks. And yep. every time we give him a look, I'm just I'm not real impressed with him. No, it's going to be interesting. All right, Bolson, get to work down there. Thanks so much for uh, taking the call today, my friend, and helping me out. Appreciate it. Yep, have a great day. All right, that's Sean Bolson. I'm Greg Snow sitting in for Todd here on the Todd and Friends podcast, brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC. Stay cool, everybody. Have a great day. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.